Hello and a warm welcome to the final whistle with me, Kenzie Benali. And me, Steve Forbes. Well, it finishes 4-1 here in the capital at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Former Saints captain Dean Hammond is still alongside us to talk us through that one. Dean, we feared that today could be a tough opener for Southampton. What were your thoughts on that game? Exactly that, Kenzie. I think there will be some, some disappointment um, within the group. Um, I think up to an hour, the game was pretty even. Um, Tottenham were 2-1 two, one in front. Um, and Southampton were actually probably having the best spell of the game at that point. From that point, the game got away from them. The game got stretched and, took, and Tottenham took control of it and looked very, very impressive. Um, but there's def definitely some positives. Um, the way the team started, um, I think the shape worked first half. Um, defensively there was that stability um, some technical details and a little bit of details that always can be worked on individually and collectively um, a brilliant goal from, from James Ward-Prowse um, a few good moments um, but ultimately they came up against a team that looked very strong um, very hungry um, and determined to put a performance on in front of the home fans in the first game of the season um, and they did that and they kind of finished the game comfortably which would be the disappointment um, but you look at it and the Southampton players look in good condition which is a positive for the, the remainder of the season remember this is only the, the first game of the season against one of the teams that are going to look to probably challenge whether the title's too much for them but definitely challenge for the Champions League um, so yeah there will be some frustrations within the group but there was moments and, and stuff to definitely work on and move forward in the season well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Good afternoon from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Good afternoon to the new football season. Good afternoon to a new-look Saints side in a new-look Saints kit. Back to Jan Valery, floats across in, goes to the back post. Here is Jenepo in his yellow boots, step over, byline, tries to dink it back into the box. Volley comes in and Saints have the lead and the captain is off to a wonderful start. Ten goals last season and one goal in the first 12 minutes at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. He set up two here in February. He scored one here in August. It's Spurs nil, Southampton one. Good signing he is. And then the ball drilled into the back post and an equaliser. And Ryan Sessignon got the wrong side of Kyle Walker-Peters and the ball was drilled from the right and he came rushing into the far post and a bullet header past Gavin Bazunu and Saints had the lead for less than 10 minutes. It's Spurs 1, Saints 1 and it's Ryan Sessignon with the goal. Away by Jan Valery again, only out as far as Son on this left. He crosses, flicked on to one and this time they could do nothing about it. Eric Dyer doesn't score many goals, but I think he's just got one here. A little stooping header. Pierre to Son, edge of the box. Is he offside, Royale? He squares it and it goes into his own net from Sanusu. The flag stays down and the linesman says it's an own goal. It's 3-1 to Spurs. Royal near the byline, pulls it back to Kulosevsky. 4-1. second half and Kulisewski is some player they've given Antonio Conte's team a winning start to the season whereas Ralph Hasenhutl's rotten luck on the opening day continues 
Well, let's talk about that opener from James Ward-Prowse because it was a great start to the match from Southampton. Jan Valery involved in winning the ball back. Musa Gineppo with a lovely looping crossover to our captain to finish the, finish the piece. What did you make of it? Well, probably an example of where the shape did work in the first half, Steve, where the, the three centre-halves, uh, whatever side the ball was on, one of the centre-halves could go and join in. Jan Valery there could go and press, and he, he, won, he won the ball back, showing real determination, playing on the front foot. It's a switcher play then. The ball gets out to Gineppo, who's nice and positive, and actually goes to cross it, feints it, and just delays it and chips it back. Whether he's picking James or Prowse out, I don't know. Um, but again, I, I'm sure as that ball's floating, James Will Prowse's eyes will, will light up. Um, it's a brilliant technique. He doesn't try to hit it too hard. He gets a clean contact, a clean strike on it, hits it into the ground. Frank Lampard used to do that a lot, you know, and hit it into the ground and it doesn't really give Lloris a, a chance. And it, it was a brilliant start for, for Southampton, who had moments of possessions possession before that that goal and looked pretty confident in possession as well playing through the midfield coming back out switching play so I wouldn't say it would have deserved lead, lead but it was pretty even um, but a great finish from, from James Will Prowse and, and he started out he's, he's finished the season really um, but you know superb technique and, and Gineppo in that first half was a threat on the left hand side but that's where I felt the shape worked where Southampton were brave they would allow one of the three centre-halves. They wouldn't just sit in. It would allow one of the centre-halves to see it, go and commit and win the ball back. And Jan Valerie did that in that moment. Well, Tottenham equalised with Sessegnon heading in at the far post. How could Southampton potentially have dealt with that better? Look, it's a brilliant delivery. It, it really is. Um, and I think this is where the small detail comes in. And it's really easy to, to, for me to stand up here and say, well, they could have done this or could have done that. I've been there down on the pitch and it moves 100 miles an hour and it, you have to react. Um, the delivery is fantastic. Could Carl Walker-Peters have just opened his body out and been aware of Session coming behind him? Yes, I think so. Is his body shaped the wrong way around, wrong, wrong way around potentially? Um, but it's difficult. It's such a good delivery. And as well, can we get more pressure on the ball? As that ball comes backwards, can we get out and try and press it? Make it a little bit harder to put that quality of delivery in. Don't allow on that time and space because a player of that quality can pick a delivery out like that. And it's a really, really good finish from, from Cessignon. Um, but there's just moments within that action that you would think could we do a little bit better. And it's only a couple of steps out to the ball. Uh, maybe using your arm to feel where the defender is or change your body shape or just being a little bit more aware. But... Again, it's the first game of the season and it's easy for me to say that. Um, but these are the things that where you learn and you will look at it and you will analyse it on the video. That's where it's so important and try and improve it as a player and as a, as a team. But let's give credit to Tottenham. It was a really good delivery and a really good finish. Well, it was another wicked ball in for Eric Dyer to nod Spurs in front. Was our back line a little suspect there? Well, it was a second action, I think if I remember rightly, a second action of, of a set piece, where sometimes a set piece, you can get misplaced and, and find yourself in not your natural position. Jan Valery wins the header from, from the set piece or the second action, and then he comes out to, to press the ball, where you would expect Carl Walker-Peters to be there, but we've, we've, he's with his man. Could Jan Valery get a little bit closer again to the ball? Song's probably got a bit too much time on, on the ball to maybe pick a pass. It's good movement from Dyer. But Aribo again, could have, he was there, he had contact with Dyer. I'm not saying he could have stayed with him because he was the wrong side, but could he put him under a little bit more pressure? And again, that communication in, in the back three. Sometimes when you're playing in the back three, one of your players can be spared because you've got nowhere to mark. So Jan Bader, um, Bednarak sorry, could have come across a little bit more. Again, it's one or two steps. 
but does he get the information from Salasu, from Oriol Romeo behind him to, to tell him to be able to go and release because he could have had the instruction I'm supposed to stay in this area and any ball comes in I'm the one that's going to try and clear it so again the game is moving very very quickly and it's easy for me to say but it's the small details that can prevent those goals and again but it is really good delivery it's really good movement and again it's a, it's a good header I think from, from Dyer where he goes and dives it in and gets um, a thin contact on it and goes in the far corner so they can be prevented but again it's moments you learn on how can we stop these goals because Southampton going in at 2-1 in the first half not the end of the world but a one all could have been even better well, let's talk about Southampton's two changes at the break then, Dean. Jan Valerie off for Jack Stevens and Adam Armstrong off for Stuart Armstrong. What do you think Ralph's thinking was there? I'm not sure. Um, it obviously, it's a personnel change. Um, I don't think that the shape changed um, at all. Uh, maybe a little bit with, with Stuart Armstrong for Adam Armstrong. Stuart Armstrong can come a little bit deeper and get, maybe get more involved in the play and uh, run with the ball instead of Adam Armstrong trying to go in behind. Uh, Rebo then ended up going a little bit higher and was more of a, a focal point, more of a target man um, like Shay Adams would be in the team. Not sure that quite worked. Um, and Jack Stevens coming on from Jan Valerie. I can't think if, if Jan Valerie got booked. There may have been an injury there or just a tactical change where he thought Jack could bring something different to, to the team, whether that was defensively or, or with the ball. Um, so, but it worked. For the first, if you, if you look up until the third goal, Southampton had, had actually got on top and were having a period of possession, a period of time in Tottenham's half which I didn't really have in in the first half so from that point of view you could say it worked because they were having like I say more possession uh, more passes getting more crosses into the box a couple of set pieces but then Tottenham break away and get that third goal and, it, and then it all changes then and the game is, is probably over from that point of view but it worked to a point um, could it have made the difference? We'll never know because I think that third goal w was so important for Tottenham. But if it could have stayed a 2-1 for a little bit longer, who knows? You talk about that, that sustained pressure from Southampton and ultimately that's when Spurs nicked two goals to kind of put the game to bed. Did the 4-1 scoreline really reflect the game today? I think towards the end, maybe. Uh, if you look at the overall game, um, I think Tottenham probably had, well, they scored four goals and probably had four or five other opportunities where they could have scored uh, and probably should have scored as well. So is 4-1 a true reflection? Was it a really dominant Tottenham performance where they overrun Southampton and looked at a level above in moments, but not over the whole game? Like I say, up to 2-1, up to 60 minutes, I think it was pretty even. Um, maybe Tottenham just slightly edged it um, but I think they just once you're 3-1 up at home you've got the crowd behind you the players play with that little bit more freedom that quality comes out maybe Southampton try and chase the game a little bit more and the game opens up again what a disappointment might be with just the timing of the goals um, the third goal can be prevented I think it's a it's an individual mistake which happens you know Salasu just can't quite get his body in the right position can't quite sort his feet out in time but then it's the fourth goal. It, it happens, what, two, three minutes later. I think that's where you come together as a group and say, look, we need to see out the next five, ten minutes. Can we stay in the game? Can we maybe try and get back in the game a little bit later on? And, but the game's lost then at 4-1 and, and Tottenham are comfortable. They keep possession and make the pitch really big. So it's difficult. But these are, these are moments you learn from as a group. And it's a young group as well. They're still developing. And let's not get carried away. It's the first game of the season against Tottenham Hotspur. I remember when I was first at Southampton, 
you know, we lost the first game of the season against Plymouth Argyle in League One, so it's not too bad. We're in the Premier League. Yeah, we've got to look on the bright side. As you say, we've got a long season ahead, uh, and as you say, plenty of positives to take from that performance as well. Um, well, let's have a word on Bazunu, Lavia and Aribo, uh, the Southampton debutants today. How did they do for you? I thought Lavia was, was excellent, um, especially in the first half. I think he looked really composed in possession. Um, his awareness was very good, whether he was trying to intercept balls or getting it, um, balls so he could start playing and be in possession. He looked really fit as well. He got around the pitch. There was a couple of times where Tottenham broke and his recovery runs were very, very good. So I think he had a, an impressive um, performance in, in that midfield play and, and anchored the, um, the midfield very, very well and, and gave that, we use that word again, a bit of stability in there to allow again the fullbacks to go a little bit higher, to allow a centre-half to, to break through and he just filled in. So I thought he did very well. Um, the goalkeeper, difficult to say really because I, I'm not sure if you look at it, it, could he have saved any of the goals? Probably not. He made a fine save in, in the first half. I can't think of who was it against, but he made a really, really good save to his left-hand side, strong hand. Um, in possession, was fine. Um, so it's difficult to judge him on that performance, um, but he, he did okay, and it'll be good for him as well. He gets his Premier League um, debut out of the way. Um, the nerves and anxiety can go from that. He can stop thinking about that, and now he can progress his, his Southampton career. Uh, and Aribo, difficult for him, I think. He had moments where um, he looked technically good. Um, I think his strongest position is playing off a front man and not being the main target man, even though he's physically strong enough to do that. Um, but didn't really have the support or chances. But, you know, he had that chance in, in the second half where Lloris made a really, really good save with a run in behind from him, timed the run really, really well and a, and a good strike. So they all did fine. Look, Southampton did fine today. I think that that's the word. They were just playing against a, a good Tottenham team who, who looked really strong and fit in the last 20 minutes of the game. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yeah, we had a, a very good start today, I think, uh, Going elite, uh, everything was was running our direction. We then defended uh, a little bit deeper in our shape, uh, and uh, then concede two goals from crosses uh, where we are not um, um, not enough pressure on the ball. Um, this is the, the the key in this shape that you sometimes when you are a little bit passive in these areas, then you invite them to cross, and then you have to defend quite well in the box. Uh, what we didn't do with this in this moment, and uh, that. After the first two goals we conceded, could feel that it was for the opponent a, a very, very good comeback, and then uh, they were uh, they have been very strong in the second half. Tried to change a little bit, uh, that we have a little bit more pressure up front, but uh, yeah, was not enough for us. The changes at half time, you kind of had the opportunity to get the players in and reset, I suppose. What did you hope to achieve in the second half, and what sort of reaction do you feel you got? Not the reaction what we wanted to have from from uh, the new team then and and uh, in the end you see uh, it's not about uh, um, changing the shape it's it's about um, not conceding the third goal when you have uh, ball losing 75 meters in front of your goal and then you can can uh, still make a break with a with a with a foul or something like that and then their own goal was um, sure then in the second half the moment where where yeah that kills the game. You've spoken about the new shape and. Your kind of your hopes to concede less goals and less chances this season. You had the five at the back and the three in front of them. Is it hard to explain where the gaps come from because the numbers are there? Yeah. We will definitely have to answer a few questions for ourselves because we see that this is not a, 
finally the the, the final solution uh, this is uh, not uh, not uh, the way we want to go and um, it's always tough to defend against such teams it's last year we conceded two goals and and uh, scored three so we have to have a balance of, of, of how deep we are sitting and and yeah in the end we have lack of quality in, in, in every part of our game and uh, against such a team that they show you immediately uh, what you are what you're missing looking ahead to Leeds next weekend is a response needed or is it a bit too early to be putting pressure on Ralph's man I don't think a response is needed you'll want it as a player you always want to respond after a, a defeat um, but it's the first home game of the season and it will be a fixture that the players will look at the manager will look at and think we can win this game um, and like I say it's the first home game of the season what you want to do is start your home form really really well can you get three points can you put a good performance in can you keep a clean sheet those sort of things that they will work on there's lots of stuff that the team can and players can take from today into that um, I think potentially Leeds won today uh, or they were winning um, so their tails will be up um, but look at it Southampton at home at St Mary's start fast start on the front foot Will the manager change the formation? Will he change the personnel? Who knows? The new signings get an extra week to, to bed in with the group and, and tactically understand what the manager want and build the relationships with the players on and off the pitch. So that's a positive. Um, but it's a game that Southampton can definitely win. And if they do, I said to Steve before uh, the show, you know, would we take a draw at Tottenham and a draw at home? Or do you know what? Would we take a defeat here with a performance and a win at home against Leeds? You definitely take the three points. So the season almost starts at the weekend against Leeds and, and let's look forward to the fixture Good stuff well Dean thank you very much for joining us here on Saints Live and on the final whistle it's, it's been a nice day out hasn't it here yeah. in what North London yeah and a fantastic venue um, ultimately it was defeat for Southampton on the opening day of the new Premier League season but we'll be back at St Mary's next weekend for the visit of Leeds United we'll have another Saints Live for you then so from all of us here at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium enjoy the rest of your weekend and we'll see you soon bye for now